Venley's little spren, whom she'd named Timber, peeked around the room, looking in each corner and shadowed place like she did each time Venley let her out of the pouch. Timber floated over to her, then hovered by the window as if to sneak out and look around outside. No, Venley said. Timber pulsed to resolve, then inched forward in the air. Stay inside, Venley said to command. They're watching for spren like you. Descriptions of your kind and others have been spread all through the city. The little spren backed away, pulsing to annoyance, before settling in the air beside Venley. Venley rested her head on her arms. I feel like a relic, she whispered. Already I seem cast off ruins from nearly forgotten day. Are you the reason I feel like that suddenly? I only get this way when I let you out. Timber pulsed to peace. Upon hearing that, something stirred deep within Venli, the void spren, that occupied her gem heart. That spren couldn't think, not like Ulim or the other void spren. It was a thing of emotions, of animal instincts, but the bond with it granted Venli her form of power. She started to wonder. So many of the fused were obviously unhinged. Perhaps their inordinarily long lives had taken a toll on their psyches. Wouldn't Odium need new leaders for his people? If she proved herself, could she claim a place among them? New fused? New gods? Heroes of presents The Storm Pod. Stormlight Archive Podcast. Book 3. Oathbringer. Ho, ho, ho! Happy Holidays! It's a Christmas miracle. This is just a spoiler warning for interludes I-7, I-8, I-9, I-10, and I-11. We're doing all the interludes here. Um, If you've picked the wrong episode or you're not caught up on your reading, I would suggest doing so. Uh, We are not fully back. We will be back on January 10th. And if you're part of the Patreon team, you get that early access, baby. Uh, this next episode is the first episode we recorded after Jack and Linda got back from uh, Spain. So please enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he just got back from his trip to Spain. And now <laughs> is when the real work begins. It's Jack. What's up, man? Uh. What's I, everything's up. Yeah. Everything is up. <laughs> right. Everything is up. So much is up. There's a lot that's up. Yeah. So big trip. Big trip. Happy this to be was home. A huge. Yeah. Happy to be home. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think it's safe to say that both Linda and I fell in love with Barcelona. Obviously. It's awesome, right? We fell in love with, with Spain. Yeah. Our time there was really, really good. It uh, was, it was really hard to go through the, of uh, and I can only imagine for, for Linda. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't wasn't quite a miracle cure, right? But it significantly helped her symptoms. Right. So her leg pain is almost completely gone. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And then her terrible head pain from her conditions 
has been reduced on average right now anyways at about 30%. Right. With the hope that with the surgical procedure, it could help her out permanently as it has many patients who've had the surgery. Right. We just feel really lucky, very blessed, and uh, just so overwhelmingly supported by our family and friends and colleagues. And yeah, like it, it took a lot of people to pull this off. Yeah, for that's us. really cool. So, yeah, it's us. really cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, really, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm literally patting myself on the back right now. This is, yeah, well, I, you should. I manifested this. Um, <laughs> Um, my understanding is that, um, the real true effects of the surgery won't really be seen for several months. Like as recovery happens and, um, more, I think you explained this to me before, more spinal fluid is, as created and that'll help more. Yeah. So we won't really have a good idea of how successful it was for another six months probably. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it'll be a. Uh, an ever revealing kind of story for us. I, mm-hmm. I'm still in <coughs> very much in nurse Jackie mode. Right. Ooh, nice. Because my, uh, my daily routine with, with Linda, well, first of all, I have to be home. Mm-hmm. So that's good for recording. Right. Because I'm going to be home for the next 30 to 40 days. Right. So until Christmas, basically I'll, I'll be home. Well, maybe we can fin- finally Largely. finish this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pro- pro- probably a good idea. Yeah. To, maybe we should just take just advantage book, of as right? many yeah recordings as we can. Yeah. Um, but what an adventure. I mean, going from, from Spain and the surgery and, and traveling, you know, using her wheelchair or so to speak around the world was, was, was kind of fun. Like yeah. I, I, I got to push her all around Barcelona and help her out with that. Plus do her, her physio. And then we went to London for a couple of days mm-hmm. and that's when I reached out to the community because I, I wasn't sure if there's any listeners yeah. in, our, in our, in our group. Well, we have, like was, we said, we have some, uh, some, uh, uh, listeners in, in the UK, um, in England, yeah. but, um, yeah, it was, it's cool that you were like, yo, uh, discord peeps, I'm, I'm at this pub in, in London. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to come out for a beer? Well, and, and, and I knew it was a long shot because yeah. I, I really, and of course, Going to a, a an English pub was was a must. It was on the list. You had never and been, right? You had never uh... never been to London. That's and what I mean. Yeah. So it was really great. Um, we took in as many museums as we could, mm-hmm. and uh, even in her state, mm-hmm. she also made another one of my dreams come true. Oh, is this appropriate Which for the pod? Or it's appropriate. It's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely appropriate, but it, of course it, it comes back to, it comes back to Peter Pan. Oh, so oh, I I had put on the list that I really wanted to see Big Ben. Right, I really wanted to see that clock. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, um, the way our days went is just largely caring for what what was going on with her. So, mm-hmm. anyways, just how it happened to be is on one of the. One of the two nights that we were there, um, it was late and we said, well, okay, let's, let's keep touring around on, on this bus. It was late at night and I literally had the most perfect experience of it on the upper floor of this, uh, on the top level of the, one of the classic double-decker buses. And we, we rode around that area mm-hmm. and it really just, uh, it was larger than life and it was just a magical moment. And the two of us really, uh, and again, it just sort of reminded me how she's even in her state of, you know, 
being so debilitated or whatever, she's also helped facilitate this, this really moment cool. for me, which yeah, it's really cool. I yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So other than that, I missed potting. I missed, uh, Roshar yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you, uh, just to, to, to quickly wrap it up here. Um, you yeah, left cool. London, you went to Iceland for a day. We did. Yeah, you we were in Iceland, Iceland again, one of your favorite that. places you've you've talked to us about before, about going mm-hmm. to Iceland and how much you love it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did a little stopover in Iceland and then came home. You know, it's it's been crazy and still unfolding. And uh, as I just mentioned to you, I'm still reeling from time differences and mm-hmm. just the whole thing of it was just so enormous of an undertaking for us and, and, and really quite arduous. Like yeah. it's hard getting around an airport. For sure. Um, the help that you think is there or might be there for it's a lesson uh, in dis- accessibility persons. And, um, oh yeah. yeah, it was hard. It yeah. was it was hard on her and also hard on me. This no is a this is it. a direct shot at airports, guys. Do better. Seriously. Well, I mean, we certainly can do better. It's just you know what is that? What does that look like? Right. And uh, so, but yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was a crazy adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, pushed her all over Notting Hill. Oh, in London. Wow. Was, uh, we just, we just decided to, let's see. Well, we were, our hotel was close by and we just decided to like, rather than go to a lot of tourist destinations Mm -hmm. for, because, because what she needs to do every day is she needs to get up and walk. Right. And walk to the point where it kind of hurts and then rest. And then that's when I, I push her. So she'll walk for a bit and then we have the wheelchair. Perfect. So. But it just so happened it was really, it was perfect with London weather, beautiful, mm-hmm. lots of rain. Yeah. So it was raining down on us and we just went shop to shop and street to street and wandered all these wonderful neighborhoods. It was great. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Kaladin gets jet lag when he's flying around as a windrunner. I, I think he, I think he must. He must. I you mean, know? he hasn't really flown, you know, out West or anything yet. So maybe <laughs> if he ever goes out West, maybe we'll, like, man, I'm really tired. West. It's been like four days now. You know, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Maybe the stormlight just helps heal that. Like you, if Jack, if you could just suck up some stormlight right now, it would literally yeah. get rid of all your jet lag. Yeah. Why Maybe don't you that's get on the benefit that? of, of, of the Everstorm is that it does like you don't experience, you don't, it's like, you don't get it. It's just, an, yeah. it's like doing <laughs> drugs on the plane. I don't even feel anything. I don't even feel this. There'll be no more jet lag it's ever. On yeah. It's airplane oh, travel amazing. in the 80s. Sign me up. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get to this uh, this um, episode. We're doing these all interludes. the interludes. Oh, yeah. So, well, f- you know, to come back to this, wow, still crazy reeling from the previous right end of part three. That was huge. Um, They're stuck in uh, our our friends, our heroes are stuck in Shadesmar. Shades. Yeah, surrounded by familiar and unfamiliar faces. We determined mm-hmm. that. It looked like Pattern and Syl was there. And then there was yep. another um, Spren-like being there that had their eyes scratched out. And we weren't sure. You were torn between whether it was um, um, Azur's Spren. Yes. Or maybe this was some kind of reflection of the ancient Spren that used to be Adolin's sword. Right. Yeah. So you weren't sure which yeah. one it was, but that's where they are right now. So then we move on that's to the, are, the yeah. interludes here where we won't be talking about hoping, them at all. 
I was exactly. I, I was hoping each little interlude that flipped by when I was reading is uh, whether we would get a taste. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Uh, typically, it's not been like that. No. So, but I, I still hoped, anyways. But yeah. that's fine. I mean, I love the interludes for what they are <clears> in <throat> that they they give us little glimpses of what's going on everywhere else. Right. The the yeah. book is about our five or seven heroes, and then the interludes are about everybody else, kind of thing. And I like that. So, mm-hmm. so what do you uh, what do you think about these interludes? Well, I think that. Uh, similarly to how you were helping me out through Words of Radiance mm-hmm. when you were sort of reminding me like, oh, it's okay. Like, even though Yasna's gone, yeah. um, she's still present and she's still alive. Mm-hmm. I really like this with the back and forth in these interludes with Venli, mm-hmm. how Eshenai lives. She does, doesn't she? She really does. Her example, what she was fighting mm-hmm. for, her opinions about her sister, all of this alive and well and informing Venli as she continues to experience her life. It's, um, it's, um, there's almost like a, an actual, um, like physical example of this in that what's happening with Venli right now. When Venli went and found Eshenai's body. Yeah. At the very end of that interlude, there was a tiny little spren that floated out from underneath her body. And then this spren has been kind of following her around following her this this friend named timber yeah. she's named it timber timber very cool yeah and so um i really hoped that there would be a kesha pitbull uh uh soundbite <laughs> coming in for timber <laughs> but there wasn't so i just i didn't want to you know legal rights and all that stuff um right <laughs> but uh <laughs> I, I i feel like there is an actual piece of a shanai that is with Venli because this little spren yeah. came from Eshenai and is now kind of with Venli everywhere she's going. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. And I love, I just love the wording in this too. Like maybe we'll, we'll get to the details of it, but just, you know, the, the, the wrong sister that lived. Yeah. This kind of, like mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And, and then this, this little comment, this, this little timber little spren, I think they, they refer to it in the, in these, uh, in, in these interludes. Um, I like it that it's, it's an annoyance to Venley. Like, yeah. just like, get away. You've got the mm-hmm. wrong person. Mm-hmm. I caused this. What are you doing? Yeah, man. I just, there's no greater way to convey in this, um, in this series, the, the continual uh, message of hope and redemption mm-hmm. with so many characters. For sure. And Venley just being another one of those. And like Venley feels like a little later, we'll, we'll obviously we'll get to it, but she also says like, you know, every time I let you out, I feel this way. Like she feels yeah. like guilty of you? and horrible. And it's not because this thing is making her feel that way, but it's reminding her of who she could be and who she's chosen to be right now. This like, you know, figurehead for the movement or whatever it is that she's doing. Um, she hears the old rhythms. Yeah. She hears her old life and the things that they used to do. This old person she could have been if she had chosen differently or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And just this whole, I mean, I, I don't know. Highlight is just, it, there's, there's too many things to pick in the Venley bits. Yeah. I find for, for, uh, for a highlight. I mean, highlight alone could just be timber. Yeah. I, I, um, I chose highlight, uh, timber as one of my highlights. Cause I was like, yeah. these, these interludes are so small. It's hard to kind of really pick something that is yeah. distinguished, especially because we get three interludes that are all Venley. All and there could have all been right. one chapter really, but because of their, yeah. their interludes, he spilled them up. But let's get to it right now and see if, uh, we can extrapolate some more from okay. it. Okay. I'm sure that, I'm sure that I've got more. So th- this first one, interlude I7, Envoy. Mm-hmm. 
Odium's grand purpose for Venli meant turning her into a showpiece. Right. So, like a piece of like, and and so this was kind of. It's. I mean, she's now a product. She's a. She's a. She's. It's propaganda. I guess it made me think of um, what they used Captain America for before he yeah. actually got to go to war. He's just right. going around rounding up support. Right. Yep. Rounding yeah. up the troops. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And. What's what's funny is that, you know, they left slavery to become slaves. Right. You know, it's just, you, you've just exchanged hands. Right. And I hope Venli, I, Venli does realize this because she even says it here. Mm-hmm. Like she actually knows it. Yeah. But what are you going to do about it? Right. So, I don't know. The, this It's so exciting that this could be such a big thing for Venli and for her people, which yeah. again, I'm not sure what to call them right now. The Parshendi Parshman seems wrong. The, um, the, the listeners you, is, feels the most right. And, and I like that so much because who Venley's I people, Venley's people. Yeah. Just, I, I love, I still love referring to them as the listeners. The, because well, that's what they, this, they referred to themselves as the listeners. So we probably the listeners, should still, right. even though she believes she's the only one left. We know that's but not true. This, these these uh these fused mm-hmm. keep uh in this they're they're trying to get them to sing right to, to be, be singers. singers right rather than listeners right to be talkers mm-hmm. rather than listeners right and that for me was a huge theme in this and a, a really big disappointment it feels which, like the parshendi and i use quotations here of old were known as singers before and w- you know, the thousands of, of old, yeah, were like known the as ancient singers? ones were known as singers, and mm. these fused, these ancient beings who are back now, are still referring to them in their old terms as singers. But the but Venli and Eshenai's people broke away yeah. from that and referred to themselves as listeners because they listened to the old songs that the mm-hmm. singers used to sing. So they yeah. were the listeners. So it's almost like a, a separate, um, you know how the Maki, uh, Makabaki region? Yeah. All those people used to be part of this Makabaki nation, but now right. it's split up into like 11 different uh, countries, right? So right. they were, they could call themselves Makabaki before, but now they're Azish or they're, or whatever, right? So it's kind of like that where they might've been singers before, but now they split off from that group from a long time ago and right. refer to themselves as listeners because that's what they do is they listen to the old songs. And I think for me, I was interpreting it more thematically mm-hmm. and a bit more sinister in that, in that now that the fused are here and in charge, now the void spren are doing their thing. The Everstorm is doing its thing. It's taking a people that used to be listeners and making them singers or making them talkers. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking, you're not learning. Right. You're only learning when you're listening. Right. When you're absorbing information. Mm-hmm. I That's like that too. I think that it, I think it works both ways, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, anyway, so, so, so let's continue diving into this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's become a showpiece for odium. So no in between and, uh, like, like not even referring to the fuse doing this mm-hmm. odium doing this. Right. Cause remember, uh, when she was, um, when she got that, uh, void spread in her gem heart. And she became N voice form. That's what her, her form is. And yeah. Though that voice was like, no, not her. She is mine. And that was Odium. Right. Odium. Right. Yeah. 
Then the humans waged a war of extermination against us, Venley saying to the crowd. Mm -hmm. My sister tried to negotiate, to explain that we had no blame for the assassination of their king. They would not listen. They saw us only as slaves to be dominated. The wagon on which she stood was, wasn't was a particularly inspiring dais, but it was better than the pile of boxes she'd used. So the, sort, the soapbox mm -hmm. um, kind of... Uh, the, this envoy form was tall and gave her the ability to speak and understand all languages. I love this about the forms. Yeah. I just continue to love it. You know, changing your form, changing your look, new abilities, mm -hmm. and I don't know, just this taller form standing up. So you must look even more regal, guess, prominent, regal. Yeah. yeah. Just speaking from authority mm -hmm. or certainly something to draw your eyes to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's really, really cool. Um, that made it perfect for instructing the crowds. So again, you're not, you're not doing this. You're not speaking to them to get them to think for themselves. You're, you're instructing them. Right. Telling them the truths that they, you want Just them to know. To telling them what you want them to know right. and get, getting them to fall in line. Um, she continues here with, they fought for years to exterminate us. They could not suffer slaves who could think, who could resist, and they worked to crush us, lest we inspire a revolution. People gathered around the wagon, bore thick lines of marbling of red, and either black or white. Venley's own white and red was far more delicate, with intricate swirls. She continued speaking triumphantly to the rhythm of command, telling these people, as she told many others, her story, at least the version of it that Odium had instructed her to tell. Right, because even through this little the... paragraphs, these paragraphs here that you're reading and what she's telling this crowd, you know from reading the books that she's not telling the whole truth here. No. Right. This is a, this is a falsehood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Odium is using her to lie basically and, mm -hmm. and sell a story of propaganda. She told them she'd personally discovered new spren to bond, creating a form that would summon the Everstorm. The story that she left out was that Ulam had done much of the work, giving her the secrets of storm form. Odium obviously wanted to paint the listeners. I like this too, this mm -hmm. using the word paint. Yeah. Like he's um, conjuring them up in right. whatever image or way that prefers. Um, paint the listeners as a heroic group with Venli as their brave leader. The listeners were to be the foundation myth of his growing empire. Right. Pretty creepy stuff. Yeah. And of course, you know, using these tools to great advantage. Mm-hmm. I mean, Esh, it, it remains... To, so, if Esh and I were alive, mm -hmm. made, it, made it through somehow, made, perhaps in the battle, wounded rather than killed, mm -hmm. would she have the same relationship? Would Odium have chosen her? Would Venli still have played a backseat to Esh and I? Would Esh and I be in this exact position? I don't know. It's hard to say. <clears throat> hard um, to say. She willingly went into a new form of power. We know that that form of power kind of changed her and changed how she thought, even though there was a part of her that screamed for release deep down. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Uh, Venli seems to be the best pick for it because she wanted it, whereas Esh and I 
took the form of power to make sure it was safe for everyone else to take. So right, right. I don't know. I think truthfully, my thought is this: is that if Esh and I would have lived, mm-hmm. she might be radiant by now. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for too. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, there's hope here with Venley, right? With Timber around. Timber. It means yeah. that maybe Esh and I was really, really close to becoming radiant. And then that Spren is now looking for someone else. That's right. <laughs> She's just like hanging That's out. pretty great. Just hanging around. Venley like, hey, are it's you ready so to be cool. ready yet? Or it. like, do you like want to <laughs> hang out? Or you want to you come over? <laughs> That's funny. Hauntingly, the narrative that, that Venley was telling her people uh, were now, ex- sorry, hauntingly, the narrative said that Venley's people were now extinct, save herself. Mm-hmm. Which we know is not also true. A, also a lie. Right. Venley might not know that, though. I think Venley... I can't remember whether or not it was only Eshenai that knew that Thud got away. And whether or not Venley knows. Oh, that we're affected. Right, right. Um, Hard to remember hmm. back, all the way back then. No, I, I take your point on that. Maybe yeah. uh, Buzzkill Joe so, will have something in the info dump for that. So, Not, not sure. The former slaves listened. Wrapped by her narrative, she told it well. I think sold it might have been another word to mm-hmm. do there too. Um, given how often that she'd given this speech in the last few weeks, she'd ended with the call with the call to action as specifically instructed. Mm-hmm. Because teaching somebody information is only one thing, but getting them to act right. <clears throat> is another. <clears throat> My people have passed, she says. Join joining the eternal songs of Rushar. The day now belongs to you. We had named ourselves listeners because of the songs we heard. These are your heritage. But you were not to merely listen, but sing. Adopt the rhythms of your ancestors and build a nation here. You must work. Not for the slavers who once held your minds, but for the future, for your children, and for us. Those who died that you might exist. See, here's the fun thing I, I find is that she's saying we were listeners because we listened to the old songs. Old songs, yeah. And now we want you to sing, but she doesn't want, and Odium doesn't want them to sing the old songs that the listeners listen to. No. He wants them to sing the, the new songs that right. were ancient songs the aggressive ones that these fused and these, um, these ancient spren are, are bringing back. So it's like, it's like saying two different things at once, right? Because even, even she, like we will get to that later, but even she says like, I'm starting to forget the old songs, like the old songs her people listen to, like the, the song of the lost, the one that her mother used to sing all the time. Right. Well, the crowd was cheering to the rhythm of excitement. That was good to hear, even if it was an inferior rhythm. Venley heard something better now, new and powerful rhythms that accompanied forms of power. Mm -hmm. Yet hearing those old rhythms awakened something in her, a memory. She put her hand to the pouch at her belt. So I love this. Um... I like our theme coming back, a memory. Mm -hmm. Like you can't quite get rid of it all in these people. Right. You're using Venley 
Um, now, here's the, here's the thing, though. Could they not have compromised Venley more completely so that they would just have a, a mouthpiece? They probably like, could have made her... Uh, taken over her body like they did over with Ulim and, and send an ancient spren to do their bidding. But mm-hmm. I think it works better if someone who was actually there at those battles tells the story. Right. The ones, someone who was there for the fights against the uh, Alethi who, who lived it. It's more genuine, right? Right. Um... How like the Alethi these people act, she thought. Yeah, this is, this is great. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. You break from slavery and she's looking at her people, what they've become. Oh, congratulations. You've just become more like the Alethi. Right. They're just, the, the, the power structure has changed hands, but nothing's really changed. No. She had found humans to be stern and angry, always walking about with their emotions, worn openly, prisoners, to what they felt. These former slaves were similar. Even their jokes were Alethi, often biting toward those to whom they were closest. And at the conclusion of her speech, an unfamiliar void spren ushered the people back to work. She'd learned there were three levels in the hierarchy of Odium's people. There were these common singers who wore the ordinary forms Venley's people had used. Then there were those called regals, mm-hmm. like herself who were distinguished by forms of power, created by bonding one of several varieties of Voidspren. And at the top were the fused. Though she had trouble placing Spren like Ulim and others, they obviously outranked the common singers. But what of the regals? And she saw no humans in this town. Those had been either rounded up or chased off. She'd overheard some fuse saying that human armies still fought in western Althkar, but this eastern section was completely singer-controlled. Remarkable, considering how the humans greatly outnumbered the singers. So, again, it's... You're sort of believing in your own... <laughs> in your own accomplishments, like... Mm-hmm. Greatly outnumbered, well, look, look what we've accomplished right. with, with so few. We must be proud. Right. The Alethi collapse was due in part to the Everstorm, in part of the arrival of the Fused, and in part to the fact that the Alethi had repeatedly conscripted eligible men for their wars. Venley settled down on the back of the cart, and a a female singer brought her a cup of water, which she took gladly. Proclaiming yourself as the savior of an entire people was thirsty work. (laughs) This, yeah, that's funny. The singer woman lingered. She wore an Alethi dress with the left hand covered up. Is your story really true? Of course it is, Venley said to Conceit. You doubt? No, of course not. It's just, it's hard to imagine. Parshmen fighting. Call yourselves singers, not Parshmen. Yes, um, of course, the female and held her hand to her face as if embarrassed. Speak to the rhythms to express apology, Venley said. Use appreciation to thank someone for correction or anxiety to highlight your frustration. Consolation, if you are truly contrite. Yes, Brightness. Oh, Esh and I. They have so far to go. She refers so, to her as Brightness. Right. That's an Alethi thing. This is like, you're right. This is this, this Alethi culture is seeped into these people now. Right. But it also could be that this 
this female and singer, so-called, um, sees something in Vinley. Yeah. It could be a little bit like, of a foreshadowing moment it's where- It's foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping so. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. You might know. Hope- another book on you. <laughs> it's hopeful foreshadowing. <laughs> it's hopeful for- <laughs> foreshadowing. I mean, that's, that's what I want. But when she exclaims here, oh, Esh and I, they have so far to go, so far to go in the completion of the fused's vision. Yeah. Or even so just to, to attain vision, or even just or to so, attain the autonomy that the Parshendi, the listeners had, because these people were Parshmen, they were like mindless slaves, right? Yeah. And they have so far to go, even to get to where we were, let alone right. where the, where Odium wants them to be. Right. The woman scampered away that, I, and I find, you know, again, just... Again, what kind of freedom is it when you're, when you're, you're, um, subject to Venley, you know, like you're, you're told exactly what songs to, to say in response to asking a question. Mm-hmm. So you ask a question and then you're told, okay, so do this, do So you have to do this song and do this exactly right. like this. And on Wednesday at 10, do this. I feel There's like. no freedom. And then she scampers away like a, like a, like, like a, a child a dog yeah. or yeah, child dismissed or something. I kind of feel freedom. like There's Venley. No- here isn't telling her how she should act according to what Odium wants. I think she's trying to teach her how to be like a listener. Speak to the rhythms to express apology. Use appreciation to thank someone for correction. Anxiety to highlight your frustration. I think these these rhythms that she's telling her about are old, are old rhythms. Okay, you know what? That's way cooler. So I, I had thought it was more a bit more didactic. It like, feels like she's like, this is how you're. This is how you be a normal person. You're supposed to right. use. You're supposed to use appreciation to thank someone. You're supposed to use anxiety to highlight your frustration. Right, and then consolation if you're contrite. Yeah, that, I, I like that much better. I hadn't really, um, thought about that i i'm i'm kind of as i'm reading this i'm feeling that venley is already compromised right and there's only a tiny crack of her that could not be but you're right her saying this to to this woman is kind of like her old self you're not a slave anymore you can be a normal person not even her old self it it seems more like eshenai yeah because she even says oh eshenai eshenai they have so far to go to be like what we were before right yeah I might be wrong. I think these rhythms might be the new, the, the new rhythms, but I feel like they, they feel, they don't feel I aggressive. Feel like maybe you're right. They're they old because f- they don't seem aggressive, yeah. nor do they seem, yeah, that's really cool. I like that better. And I also like the duality of Venli. You know, on the one hand, she's listening to Odium. On the other, it's right. her sister. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I cool. like that too. It's like actually. a battle, a battle in her, in battle between Odium and Ash and yeah. I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's great. They have so far to go. The woman scampered away. That lopsided dress looked ridiculous. <laughs> there was no reason to distinguish between the genders except inmate form. Humming to ridicule. See, that's a, so, that's a new one because that's So aggressive. now she's flipping back yeah. to Odium, yeah. Venley hopped down, then walked through the town, head held high. Yeah, and, and the head held high seems very mm-hmm. Odium, too, the, the fused. The singers... Were mostly work uh, in work form or nimble form, and some were in scholar form. 
I think it's interesting that the woman who brought her water was in scholar form, like almost like wanting to learn something. Like, was this true? Mm -hmm. She hummed a fury. Her people had spent generations struggling to discover new forms. And here, these people were given a dozen different options. How could they value the gift of all these d different forms without knowing the struggle? Mm -hmm. They gave Venli deference, bowing like humans, as she approached the town's mansion, and she had to admit, there was something very satisfying about that. Mm -hmm. That also seems very o odium, like you're... For sure. Because you're, you're proud. We like, know. You, you, think, you think you deserve the admiration. Well, or... we know Venli. And Venli, that's what Venli wanted. Power hungry. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. ambitious. Right. But her sister was hopefully trying to teach her something else. Right. Right? Um, what are you so smug about? She asks. Sorry, this is Ryan. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Did I skip a whole paragraph? I think so. Hang yeah. on. Uh, they gave Venley deference, bowing. She had to admit there was something satisfying about it. What are you so smug about, Ryan demands, to destruction? When Venley stepped inside, the tall fused waited by the window, hovering as always, a few feet off the ground, his cloak hanging down and resting on the floor. I can't help but feel as I, as if I'm among babes here. If they are your, if, if they are babes, you are a toddler. So kind of keeping Venley in her place too. Hey, babes. Hey, babes. <laughs> <laughs> a second fused sat on the floor amid the chairs, and that one never spoke. Venley didn't know the familian's name and found her constant grin and unblinking eyes upsetting. Yeah. yeah I would too. Well, we, she talks a little bit about here about how some, <laughs> are you doing, that's the look she's giving? Jack is giving me the creepiest fucking look right now. <laughs> Uh, um, it, she says that, um, some of these, um, fused are crazy because the ancient being that lives inside the gem heart now that took over these bodies had mm -hmm. gone crazy because remember they were trapped in damnation. Right. Right. So some of them are okay. And some of them are nuts. Venley joined Ryan by the window, looking out at the singers. They were working the land, farming. Their lives might not have changed very much, but they had their songs back, and that meant everything. I suppose, for some, mm -hmm. it's enough. We should bring them human slaves, ancient one, Venley says, to subservience. Mm -hmm. I fear that there is too much land here. If you really want these villages to supply your armies... They'll need more workers. Brian glanced at her. She'd found that if she spoke to him respectfully, and if she spoke in the ancient tongue, her words were less likely to be dismissed. There are those amongst among us who would agree with you, child, Ryan said, referring to her as a child. Mm -hmm. You do not? No. We will need to watch the humans constantly. At any moment, any of them could manifest powers from the enemy. We killed him, and yet he fights on through his surge binders. I love 
that the fused are worried that even just regular human slaves are going to manifest radiant powers. We have to watch them constantly because any time one of them is going to manifest powers and that honor is fighting beyond the grave through his surge binding. Right. Through his surge binding. Awesome. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a, yeah. Surge binders. Foolishly, the old songs spoke highly of them. How can they bind Spren, ancient one? She asked to subservience. Humans don't, well, you know. So timid, he said to ridicule. Why is mentioning gem hearts so difficult? They are sacred and personal. Listener gem hearts were not gaudy or ostentatious like those of great shells. Clouded white, almost the color of bone, they were beautiful and intimate things. They're a part of you, Ryan said. The dead bodies, taboo. The refusal to talk of gem hearts. You're as bad as those out there, walking around with one hand covered. Hmm. What? That was unfair, she, she was thinking, and she attuned to fury. It shocked us when it first happened, Ryan eventually said. Humans don't have gem hearts. So how could they bond Spren? It was unnatural, and yet somehow their bond was more powerful than ours. I always said the same thing, and believe it even more strongly now. We must exterminate them. Our people will never be safe on this world as long as the humans exist. Venley felt her mouth grow dry, and distantly she heard a rhythm. The rhythm of the lost? An inferior one. It was gone in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool how she hears that, eh? Yeah. She hears the almost like the truth yeah. beckoning her. Yeah, the, the rhythm of loss is something that they've definitely showed us that is ingrained in this family. Maybe not the mm-hmm. listeners, but her mother, but with her sister, family, right. and her now. Yeah, the rhythm of the lost is something very important to this family. Brian hummed to conceit and then turned and barked a command to the crazy fused and she scrambled to her feet and loped after him as he floated out of the, out the door he was probably going to confer with the town's spren he'd give orders and warnings which he usually only did right before they left one town for another despite having unpacked her things working under the assumption she'd be here for the night now venley suspected they would soon be moving on mm-hmm. She went to her room on the second floor of the mansion. As usual, the luxury of these buildings astounded her. Soft beds, fine woodworking, blown glass vases, and crystal sconces on the walls. She'd always hated the Alethi, who had acted like they were benevolent parents encountering wild children to be educated. They had pointedly ignored the culture and advancements of Venley's people, eyeing only the hunting grounds of the Great Shells, that they, because of translation errors, decided must be the listeners' gods. Mm-hmm. So in error, they were going after those. Yeah, and we were we know that from the way of kings because at the very beginning we were, you know, reading through the Alethi eyes, and they were referring to the great shells as their gods. For some reason, they tr- they right. believe these things are gods. Right, yeah. and, and it's just a completely misunderstanding. You know, I love it. Um. Venley felt at the beautiful swirls in the glass and the wall sconce. 
How had they colored some of it white, but not all of it? Whenever she encountered things like this, she had to remind herself forcefully that the Alethi being technologically superior did not make them culturally superior. They'd simply had access to more resources. Now that the singers had access to art form, they would be able to create works like this too. But still, it was so beautiful. And could they really exterminate the people who had created such beautiful and delicate swirls in the glass? The decorations reminded her of her own pattern of marbling. Yeah, this is an interesting uh, lesson for her. And I think that just in general, um, you know, it's so funny in, 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 in our lives, but also in the stories we read, it's just, we're just, <laughs> it's so endemic to be obsessed with a sense of group. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think comes the unfortunate uh, sense of pride that comes with it. So rather than see the totality of Rosharian efforts, mm-hmm. so advancements in technology, advancements in culture, social and, yeah, yeah. culture, rather than see it as a, a total accomplishment, it doesn't belong to any one people. Mm-hmm. It belongs to Roshar and those who live on, on, in this realm, let's say. Yeah. But I think it's a mistake when we associate the accomplishments of other uh, groups, like how she's doing here, mm-hmm. with technology belonging to the Alethi. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't belong to anyone. No. It's information unearthed and it's insignificant and rather, it's rather, you know, I don't know what the proper word is here, trite or whatever. It, it, it's, it's circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Who ends up with it? Right. Because there's a you path know? that leads there, right? Well, I mean you know, some life form is going to discover it eventually, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it'll be unearthed. There's no like, way to. Like the Americans got to the moon first, but there's <laughs> hundreds of years of, of stuff that leads up to that, that come from all these different cultures on, sure. on the planet earth to get 100%. them there. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like it, it you know, it, it's, yeah, I think that, you know, we move forward together. Mm-hmm is the, really the, the way we ought to think. Venley, hopefully, will we'll actually, hopefully, Venley will we'll see that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it will inc- include the fused and the odium. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't imagine where this story is going to head. I right. don't know if it's I don't even know where this chapter is going to head. A, I don't, exactly. So yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but I think that she would, uh, you know, again, she's... For a moment there, she's caught up in in looking at the grandeur. Like, mm-hmm. So I was thinking about my thoughts and impressions um, uh, wandering around um, uh, around London mm-hmm. and looking at all of just looking at London, and and I was you know I I could be thinking the same sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know uh, how amazing this this city is, mm-hmm. and uh, and how how could any other country want to bomb it? and want to destroy it. Right. right? So, and, and when we were going around certain areas, we were reminded of, of, uh, of that very, um, fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going around London. There's kind of a subtle metaphor here too, because she's saying, how could we want to destroy a culture that created such beauty? Right. And then she's saying, this beauty reminds me of my own marbling in my own skin. So how could they want to destroy us when they see this beauty that is on our skin. Right. Right. 
Yeah. So there's definitely yeah. a, a metaphor of how could we want to destroy them and how could they want to destroy us in turn. Totally. Yeah. Um, it was so beautiful. The pouch at her waist started vibrating. <laughs> I'm calling so Timber. I was, so then, <laughs> so with this, I thought, okay, well, did, did she just get a, was she, was she paged? <laughs> Does she have a beeper? I thought, she's got, like, a, what's going she's got on? the odium's beeper. <laughs> it's, a, it's a speaking stone. It's the speaking stone. Uh, yeah. So I, I didn't know what was going on uh, with this, but uh, I was delighted to find out. She wore a listener's leather skirt below a tight shirt topped with a looser overshirt. Okay. Lots of shirts. Mm-hmm. Part of Emily's place was to show the singers that someone like them, not some distant fearsome creature mm-hmm. from the past had brought the storms and freed the singers. Yeah. So even down to what she wears is thought out right. in terms of the propaganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her eyes lingered on the sconce and... Then she dumped out her pouch on the room's stumpweight desk. Spheres bounced free, along with a large number of uncut gemstones, which her people had used instead. The little spren rose from where it had been hiding amongst the light. It looked like a comet when it moved, though sitting still, looked like it glowed like a spark. Are you one of them? she asked. The spren that move in the sky some nights? It pulsed, sending off a ring of light that dissipated like glowing smoke, and then it began zipping through the room, looking at things. The room isn't any different from the last one you looked at, and I I love this, that she's experienced this before. Yeah. It's really cool. The spren zipped to the wall sconce where it it let off a pulse in awe, and then moved to the identical one on the opposite side of the door. Venley moved to gather her clothing and writings from the drawing in the dresser. Yeah. I don't know why. You stay with me. It can't be comfortable in that bag. The spren zipped past her, looking at, in the drawer that she'd just opened. It's a drawer, she said. And then the spren peeked out and then pulsed in a quick blinking succession. I love drawers. This is the best drawer ever. <laughs> it's the best that's drawer ever. Um, that's curiosity, she thought, recognizing the rhythm. Ah, so the spren is conveying a rhythm of curiosity and she recognizes it. I love this. Yeah, there's a connection there. So great. She hummed it to herself as she packed her things and then hesitated. Curiosity was an old rhythm, like amusement, which she had just attuned moments ago. Yeah. She could hear the normal rhythms again. She looked at the little spren. Is this your doing? She demanded to irritation. It shrank, but pulsed to resolve. What are you hoping to accomplish? Your kind betrayed us. Go find a human to bother. And it shrank down further and then pulsed to resolve again. Oh, bother. Down below, the door slammed open and Ryan was back already. Right in the pouch, she hissed to command quickly. Mm-hmm. In the pouch, meaning. Yeah, hide. Come, hide. Uh, but it, it's kind of. I like to think that what's going on there is that she's accepting this as her little companion and mm-hmm. now she's going to, she's protecting. Right. Uh, she's just giving uh, it, giving it shit. Tim. Like, is this, are you the one, are you the cause of this? Is that why I'm experiencing the old rhythms again? And then, and then as soon as there's Ryan a, coming. as soon as there's a potential threat to take that away from her, she's like, quickly right. hide, hide. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that your, um, would that be your highlight for this little interlude? Well, sure. I mean, it just, I'm delighted, mm-hmm. you know, Timber is an absolute delight. Mm-hmm. I really like what you said earlier when she was speaking with the, um, 
with the female that brought her the water, mm-hmm. that those other songs may have also been old. Like, right. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Um, yeah. But it was old. This is how you act. Rhythms. It's like teaching someone manners at a dinner yeah, table. You're manners, supposed to sit yeah. here like, no elbows, no oboes on the table. <laughs> um, no, I, what, what's what, what's your highlight? Just my my highlight, I think, timber very and... specifically is this ending oh. piece here with the, with uh, obviously with Timber. But I really like that she Her. just automatically hums to amusement. Like the spren yes. is flying around and she's just like, yeah. she's delighted. Venley is delighted, delighted by it. Yes. She hums to amusement and then she's like, oh, did I just hum to amusement? Was I just yeah. having fun? Like, yeah. was I in a good mood? Like, that's not. And are you right. doing this? Are you the one? Are you the one who's making me have are a you good time? My, are you? Ha- <laughs> are you insisting that I be amused? <laughs> right, or, right. Or delighted? How dare you? Yeah. And then I love what you what what you, what you said here, or what with that yeah. that the fact that Ryan comes back and she needs yeah. to hide it. She does. Right. Right. Because Dude, she wants I'm to getting, protect. That. I'm getting. I'm getting get a little, little, little goosebumps, goosebumps from that yeah. just because it's, it's, it's so indicative of what's to come mm-hmm. and it shows Venley's, the internal struggle and ultimately that she wants to nurture, she wants to find out. Yeah. She's curious. The, uh, the Spren hummed to curiosity, she's curious. but she then hums to curiosity too. She's like, that's curiosity. She thought recognizing the rhythms. Then she hummed it herself as she packed her things. Yeah. So she's now curious about all this too. And that's really cool. I, I kind of wonder if a part of her is, you know, in her curiosity about, about Timber, it's kind of like having her sister around again. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit you, of that. You might not agree. You know what I mean? Like you, you might not agree with her, but you're like, you can't send her away. Yeah. So I'm going to protect you. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm going I think, to. I think you're right because she does act like that with Ven, uh, with uh, Shania a little bit too at the beginning where she's like frustrated by yeah, her, maybe. but you know, but yeah. still loves her or whatever. Yeah. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, your sister. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the next one. Okay. So interlude I-8 is called Mem. Mm-hmm. I really, really like this one. Do you? I have so much to talk to you about with this one. Yeah. There's, really? Oh yeah. That's awesome. Okay, let's let's just dive in. Okay. First of all, okay, remember we were saying great opening lines for chapters or mm-hmm. whatever in in this whole series. Yeah. This is this is it's a doozy this, this one, make, right? It might make my 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 top certainly my top 5. Yeah. I I I can't imagine. There was an art to doing laundry. <laughs> yes, yes, I I agree. Yeah. It's awesome. I absolutely agree with this. In Especially fact, when I you're have... the person who has to do the laundry, mm-hmm. you really definitely try to uplift your role in the family by saying, oh yeah, there's art to doing this. There's you don't just fold laundry. shit willy nilly. <laughs> well, I, I remove the math or have, rem- since I've become the launderer for my family. It um, sounds like you're I... in a crime organization. <laughs> you're the launderer. <laughs> I'm the launderer. Is that is that the right word for launderers? Launderer. I think so. A, la- a laundrist? <laughs> is it a laundress? Yeah, it's like the huntress, but one who the laundress. One one who launders. Well, okay. So what I, what I did to simplify things is okay, well, from now on this household is cotton only. That's it. Cotton done. Right. Goes in, goes from one machine to the other machine. That's it. That's no, it. That's, yeah. no, strict, strict it. clothing rules. Just, yeah. It's like, oh, it's like Handmaid's oh, Tale over there. <laughs> if you have a cashmere sweater, no, it's gone. <laughs> Given away, that's, that's destroyed, it. whatever. That's it. Done. Yeah. I unfortunately Can't have a whole rack of hang dry 
that I need to oh. separate from the rest. So yeah, we're constantly hanging to dry our no, clothes. That's math for me. I can't do that. Yeah, it's it's horrible. That gymnastics. That's he who launders. It's so you you would connect more with this one. I'm like the okay. Walter White of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who knocks on the the dishwasher on the dryer. Right. Yeah. Sure, everyone knew the basics about laundry, but just like every child could hum a tune, but did they know how to relax the fibers of a stubborn sea silk dress by returning it to a warm brine and then restore its natural softness by rinsing it and brushing with the grain? Could they spot the difference between a mineral dye from azir and a floral dye from the Veden slopes? You use different soaps for each one. Amazing. Mem toiled at her canvas, which was, in this case, a pair of vivid red trousers. I like, again, right? Everyone's making art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The oil sworn, you know, the way that... Well, oil know, sworn Sh- comes Shalon. into this. Dude, oil I, sworn comes into this. Dude. I was like, Jack's going to love this. I do love it. He's Jack is like he who is Only, sworn to oil. I don't like, I don't like the the reaction from Palm. Is Palm, Palm or Palm? Yeah, Palm. Don't like the reaction. Mm-hmm. So it makes me concerned that my oil sworn is not. Well, we're going to talk like about it. Let's get there because we have, we, have, that... we have to discuss this because okay, I think okay. you might be forgetting some stuff. Okay, I probably am. Yeah. Okay. Um. Toiled with her cannabis. Uh, so I, again, I, we talked about with, with uh, these characters being artists, um, which was in this case a pair of vivid red trousers. She scooped some powder soap, hog fat based, mixed with fine abrasive and rubbed at a stain on the leg. She wetted the trousers again. Then with a fine brush, she worked in the soap. Oil stains were challenging enough but this man had gotten blood on the same spot. She had to get the stain out with fading that fine Michael and red. They got it from a slug on the shores of the pier lake. Okay, talk about world building and, you know, the details of D&D. Right. Like, this is, I mean, this is just on another level, talking about the slugs uh, on pier lake to get a Michael and red. Yeah, it's awesome. Cerulean blue. Or running, or sorry, or ruining the cloth. Marais did not like his clothing to look sharp. Ah. Ah, Marais. So we get a name drop. Yeah. Marais. And you're like, oh shit, this is Marais's laundry woman? Marais is concerned about his red trousers. First of all, Marais wears red trousers? Right. Dun, dun, Michael dun. and Red. You, you kind of, it makes sense, right? Now that you know that Marais is so worried about the way he looks and the way his clothes look, mm-hmm. it makes total sense for that kind of character. Yeah. He's very precise. He's very precise. You know, ve- everything is very elaborate. Everything he does is with purpose, right? Yes. So. I feel like he's a, an enunciator. Yo, for, for chow. <laughs> <laughs> he's really, he really big on consonants. <laughs> yeah. Lots of cons, consonants. Con- he's constantly consonancing. Yeah, adding D's and T's and things <laughs> when there aren't any. Like exerpitas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would. Oh, he man, would love the exerpitas. Yeah, oh, he would yeah. be down with the it. Race. Yeah. 
Okay, so yes, we are dealing with Marais's laun- laundress. Yeah. Mem shook her head. What was this stain? She had to go through four soaps and then try some of her drying powder before she got it to budge. And then she moved on to the rest of the suit. Hours had passed. Clean this spot and rinse that shirt. Hang it up for all to see. I like this. I can hang it up for all to see yeah. my art. Yeah, like in a museum. Paintings. Yeah. Dude. It's so great. Oh, yeah. It's so good. She didn't notice the time until the other Veden washwomen started to leave in clumps, returning to their homes, some of which were empty and cold. Their husbands and sons dead in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. The need for clean clothing outlived disasters. The end of the world could come, but that would only mean more blood stains to wash. Mem finally stepped back before her drying racks, hands on hips, basking in the accomplishment on a day's work well done. I want to refer to this hands on hips thing. Mm-hmm. Not only because of the Peter Pan thing. Right. Aside from aside from that, it's not really, it's, it's the look what I've done, I've done this, right. and Palm does the same. Right. After the slash. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Which mm-hmm. I thought was super cool. It's probably my highlight. Right. Is that she puts her hands on hips. This is what I've done. And then I've slashed and ruined this, this what painting. That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. That's my art. Superhero pose. Mm-hmm. Um, drying her hands, Mem went to check on her new assistant, Pom, who was washing underclothes. The dark-skinned woman was obviously of mixed blood, both Easterner and Westerner. She was finishing an undershirt and didn't say anything as Mem stepped up beside her. Storms, why hasn't anyone snatched her up? Mem thought as the gorgeous woman rubbed the shirt and then dunked it, then rubbed it again. Women like Palm didn't usually end up as wash girls, though she did tend to stare daggers at any man who got too close. Maybe that was it. So apparently Palm... I love real looker. A real, uh, she's, I think, a stunner. (laughs) She's the stone cold stunner. A stunner storms. She hasn't snatched anyone up. Well done, Mem says. Hang that to dry and help me gather the rest of this. They piled clothing in baskets and made, then made the short hike through the city. Vidimar still smelled like smoke to Mem, but not the good smoke of bakeries, but rather of the enormous pyres that had burned outside on the plain. Her employer lived near the markets, in a large town home, beside some rubble, a lingering reminder of when siege weapons had rained boulders upon Vidinar. Mm-hmm. Again, I, 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 it's funny, just the boulders that went rained down, it's... I guess it's just because I've just returned from my three, three country trip. Right. Um, Mem insisted on not using the servant's entrance. I really like this. Yeah. Marais was one of the few who humored her. So Marais humors that she doesn't use the servant's entrance. But is it because she's proud? She considers herself a laundress extraordinaire. The the way that he talks to her soon here, he, I think he respects her and her art as well. Right. Yeah. Like he so really, she, and he pays her well too. Like he, he really appreciates the job that she's doing and therefore she takes real pride in the job she's doing. Maybe that's the distinction. If you think yourself a servant, then use the servant's entrance. Right. If you think yourself an artist, 
then please come through the walk front door. Yeah. In. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. You sounded like wit cool. there. That, that was definitely sounded like a wit quote or something. Oh, okay. that's great. I was oh, I was hoping for a, a wit here. Do we have a wit in this? No, no, there's no. no we're witless no in these. Um... <laughs> witless in yeah. this. Okay, good. Yeah. One second, my my apologies. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get some coffee in. Yeah, it's okay. Um, a lingering reminder: keep close. Okay, two washwomen. Hang on, raining boulders. Right, Mem insisted on using the servants' entrance. Keep close, she says to Pom who dallied once they were inside. Okay, so Palm is not only gorgeous, but a dallier. Mm-hmm. They hurried down a long, unornamented corridor and then up a staircase. People said that servants were invisible. And Mem had never found that to be true. Particularly around people like Marais, not only did the house steward notice if someone so much as moved a candlestick... Marais's friends were the type who kept careful track of everyone near them. Two of them stood in a doorway, and Mem passed, a man and a woman, speaking quietly. Both wore swords, and they didn't interrupt their conversation, but as they passed, they watched. Mm-hmm. Marais's quarters were at the top of the staircase. He wasn't there today. He appeared, I like this too. You know what I like about Marais here? What? He wasn't there today. Mem was so sure. Yeah. And then he just but he was. appears. I know. Yeah. But I like, I like Mem being wrong. Right. And I like that it establishes Marais's mystery or capabilities. You yeah. don't know. He seems to have the ability to get places quickly. Mm. Cause he's always right there, right? Right there. And yeah. right now we know he's in Vadenar. So if he shows up somewhere soon. Some other place. Provided this is at the same yeah, time. Yeah, provided it's at the same time, then we know that he's yeah. got some kind of trickery going on. Interesting. He wasn't there today. He appeared on occasion to drop off dirty clothing and then gallivanted off someplace to find new types of creme to stain his shirts. Mem and Pom went into his den first. What I find it so interesting about this little comment here from Mem is that, you know, he appears and drops off laundry and then he goes about getting uh, more creme on his shirts. Because that's what he's as doing. If, as if that's, because to the laundrist, yeah. that is what's happening. Right. That's what Marais does. Right. He, he goes, he's, he, he must gallivant here and there yeah. and he collects creme on his, and comes back. Right. He, he could be saving children from burning buildings. He could be uh, wrestling chasm fiends, but the, the end result is that he's got creme on his shirt. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I love it too. It's so funny. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Um. Mem and Palm went into his den, and Palm froze in the doorway. Stop dallying, Mem reminded her, covering a smile. After stark empty hallways and stairwells, this overstuffed den was a little overwhelming. She'd marveled, too, her first time here. A mantle covered in curiosities, each in its own glass display. Deep rugs from Marat. Five paintings of the finest skill, each of a different herald. You were right, Palm said from behind. Of course I was right, Mem said, setting down her basket in front of the corner wardrobe. Marais, remember he doesn't want to be called master, is of the finest and most refined taste. He employs only the best of... Now, he doesn't want to be called master. No. Because 
because there's only one true master and he has one. Right. I think that's exactly what it is. Cause he says that later he calls right. someone his master. Right. She was interrupted by a ripping sound. It was a sound that inspired terror. The sound of, of a seam splitting or a, of a delicate chemise tearing as it caught on part of a wash tub. It was the sound of disaster incarnate. Mem turned to find her new assistant standing on a chair, attacking one of Marais's paintings with a knife. A piece of Mem's brain stopped working. A white, uh, sorry, a whine escaped from the back of her throat and her vision grew dark. Palm, she was, she was destroying one of Marais's paintings. Mm -hmm. I've been looking for that, Palm said, stepping back and putting hands on hips, still standing on the chair. Like admiring there her work. Is. Yeah. Admiring her work. Mm -hmm. And the irreverence when I, when we were in, um, when we were in Barcelona, um, we took in the Banksy exhibit. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. And it was really great. Cool. Um, that was our outing, our, um, and I couldn't, I mean, not that Banksy's art is a re well, it's certainly, I mean, it's thought provoking it, it and Sean, honestly, I can't wait to talk to you about it. Like mm -hmm. I really, really want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, won't be able to do it on this pod, but, but just, uh, when she's, you know, defacing something or putting, you know, it, you could call it a graffiti mm -hmm. uh, or it could be an expression of something. It just reminded me of, of, uh what I just consumed in Barcelona yeah. in the, at, the, at the Banksy exhibit. So what do you think is going on here? Well, so I, I don't know. I don't know if Palm is having a visceral, I mean, she's, it, I think she's attacking the painting because she's been looking for, she says she's, she's been looking for that one. Mm -hmm. That one, what? That particular painting, yeah. that particular herald? That particular painting of that particular herald. Right. So... So tons of questions. Okay. So the first Who thing I'm going to Palm? tell you, I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to tell you is Palm's not her real name. <laughs> that Probably already makes knew that. sense. There was so an interlude what? in the very yes. first book. In the Way were, of Kings? In the Way of Kings. <clears throat> and there were two okay. Maccabacci men who were servants to a lady. And they infiltrated the bronze palace in Azir and destroyed very particular pieces of art. Right. Yeah. I remember that. There have been Vaguely. several times points where people have noticed statues of the heralds having been missing. Or destroyed. Or defaced. Yeah. Right. And I will tell you that those statues are yeah. of a very particular herald. Right. Okay. So I can't tell you too much more than that, but let's read the rest Can of you, this interlude you, here. You can't and tell me the herald? I can't, but I will kind of. Here, let's read the rest you, of the thing you, and you'll you see. You can't tell the herald because it's never been officially mentioned or it's been mentioned and I've forgotten. You may have mentioned, it has been mentioned and you may have forgotten, especially in that, that interlude with the two men and her lady, there was a very particular herald they were defacing. Um, let's hope hmm. that Buzzkill Joe has some more information on this in the info dump. And if not, then I'll okay. find, I'll find the, I'll find the quote, uh, before we're done today. Okay. Okay. Two Keep guards going. burst into the room, perhaps drawn by the noise, and they looked at Palm, and their jaws dropped. 
In turn, she flipped her knife about in her hand and pointed it threateningly at the men. Then, horror of horrors, Marais himself appeared behind the soldiers, wearing an evening jacket. What is this ruckus? So refined. Yes, his face looked like it had seen the wrong side of a sword a couple of times, but he had exquisite taste in clothing, and, of course, in garment care professionals. <laughs> ah, he said, noticing Palm. Finally, the masterpiece of the oil sworn was all it took, was it? Excellent. Okay, so stop Marais. there for a second. She says, I've been looking for that one. For that one, This yeah. lady has been purposefully looking for this painting to right. destroy it. Right. And Marais is saying, ha, finally, the masterpiece of the oil sworn was all it took. Was it? Excellent. He was using this painting as bait to get to her bait, here. Get to catch. Right. So that much I, that much I got. Right. When first reading this, but where it's going, I don't know. Okay. And also in the destruction of this art, is it, is it just, just symbolic or is there an actual purpose to the destruction of the art? I'm going to remind you of a is very, very specific bound... thing that happened in Words of Radiance before you read the next little part here. Okay. Amram goes into a prison yes. to talk to someone and he refers to that someone as ancient one. And he's talking to the herald of war, Talm stone sinew Talon and Elat right he refers to him as ancient one right now read the rest of this little paragraph here ah he says finally the masterpiece of the oil sworn is was all it took was it excellent Marais shoved out the confused guards and then pulled the door shut he didn't even seem to notice Mem ancient one would you care for something to drink He's referring to Palm yes. as being. Palm narrowed her eyes at him and then hopped off the chair. She walked quickly to Marais and used one hand on his chest to push him aside. She pulled open the door. She wants to leave, I, right? She's going right. to leave. And then he says, I know where Telenalat is, Marais said. And Palm froze. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's have that drink, shall we? Marais asked. My Babsk has been eager to speak with you. He glanced at Mem. Is that my Azish cavalry lord's suit? Um, yes. You got the ether out of it. I love this. Mm -hmm. The what? He strode over and pulled the red trousers out of the basket to inspect them. Mem, you are an absolute genius. Not every hunter carries a spear, and this is proof indeed. Go to Conduish and tell him I approve a three fire mark bonus for you. Well, thank you, Marais. Go collect your bonus and leave, Marais said. Note that you will need to find a new wash girl to help you after today. So, an ancient one, right. Palm, yep. upset with Telenalat. Uh, trying to find Telenalat. I know where Telenalat is. But why deface the... So, hang on. Is the defacement of the... Is the picture Talanalat? It doesn't say. The Herald of War? It doesn't say what the picture is of. But this woman, Marais assumes, is also a herald. If right. 
Amaram uses Ancient One with Talenalat, then we have to assume that Palm is also one, or at least Marais thinks. And right. she's looking for Talenalat. And I will right. say, I will, I can't, I don't want to tell you too much. I want you to discover things as you discover them. Sure. Of course. But one of the things that they did say about her was that she was gorgeous, that she was yes. beautiful. Um, and is there another herald who is described as such? There is, hold on, let me see if we go to the back of the book here. There's a list of the, the heralds. At the back of Oathbringer? Yeah. Am I allowed to go there? Um, no. <laughs> no? Okay. I was going to, there's a lot back there, actually. What's going on here behind this curtain um, at the end of no, this book? There's no list of heralds back here, so. <clears throat> um, I will, I'm going to The uh, R's assume, arcane in my have. I'm going to assume that, um, that Buzzkill is going to have something at the end here for us. Um, mm -hmm. the, um, the thing that I, 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 that I love here is <laughs> my, so my highlight of the chapter is, isn't yeah. actually Palm. It's what Marais says to the washwoman when he says, yeah. not every, every hunter carries a spear. A spear, yeah. And it sounds like that, you know, that lame thing, like not all heroes wear capes. You know yeah. how like the, right, our society right. uses that? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the yeah. garbage men are the real heroes. Not all heroes wear capes kind of thing. Or whatever, like I, 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 but not every hunter carries a spear is amazing. Carries a spear, <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. It's great. Yeah. Well, well, that he recognizes that in her is really, really great. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, it's 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 uh, mem for the win. Yeah. For the for this chap, even with the revelation with Palm, and uh, you know her looks, or the fact that she defaced this thing, hands on the hips. Yeah. Uh, that she's a herald, that she's going to walk. I like the way she dismisses Marais, you know, pushes him aside. Mm -hmm. um, like she's above all this. Then why are you, then, you know, I guess your purpose was to infiltrate and then deface this piece of art. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, which le leads me to conclude, is it another purpose? Is the art completing something? Is it a ritual? Mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm kind of wondering. So I don't know. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the info dump that uh, that he did here. Okay, and there's legit like nothing on this. Um, I think he's done this purposefully because I think it's okay. still supposed to be a secret. But I did want to connect the um, the defacing of art to the old interlude that we had, and the right. defacing and destruction of herald statues because these are paintings of a herald, and the fact right. that she's been referred to as Ancient One, meaning that Marais thinks she is one of these heralds. So we have a little bit of a bigger picture, and you were just asking about the the, the, the statues the other day. Yeah. You were like, why yeah. why is there always like there's always one that's missing or there's always one that's destroyed. Yeah. Um, and so this is, the, right. this is the reason this lady has been going around destroying art of a particular, a particular herald of a particular herald. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I don't know, we'll have to, um, I'll, I'll have to research a little bit to see if in that interlude that we had back in the way of Kings, if there was any mention mm. of who she was defacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, uh, any like highlights it. in this? Uh... Well, I don't know. I mean, just it's Mem, I think, you know, her being an artist, her, you know, 
having this perspective that is really sort of different, like of Marais, you know, going out, he's so refined. He's such a, appears to be such a gentleman, um, goes out and gets his clothes soiled. That That's her perspective. She doesn't use the servant's entrance. I don't know. It's just mem for the win for me. Even yeah. all of this with Palm is fascinating and it it's probably drives further plots and complexity and that's great. But unfortunately, it doesn't meet my highlight for this little interlude because of one who does the laundry as she does. It's amazing. Yeah, it's Works pretty cool. Works of art, hanging them up for all to see. Like, you know, it's like hanging your laundry to dry on, on, on a clothesline in between buildings. And it's like, you're putting out your canvases. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I can't get enough of that. Yeah, I just, it's, it's really awesome. It yeah. I, I love that too. When she hangs it for all to see, that's really, really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. So in the next interlude, I nine true labor begins. Yeah. This is when Venley gets, uh, told, that everything you've done so far is just a, just been a prelude. Now it's time for your real work to begin. She's a product. Esh and I would have loved this. Venley thought as she flew hundreds of feet in the air. Ryan and the other fused carried her by means of linked harnesses, and it made her feel like a sack of grain being hauled to market. But it gave her an amazing view. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note of she feels like a sack of grain, yeah, like, like I just began, she is a product. Right. She totally she is. She literally is a sack of grain. Mm-hmm. Endless hills of stone, patches of green, hillsides and thick forests. Esh and I would have been thrilled. And she'd have begun drawing maps and talking about the places that she could go. Venley, on the other hand, spent most of these trips feeling sick to her stomach. Yet today, her ancestors flew her past many occupied towns without stopping. Eventually, what at first appeared to be another ridge of stones uh, resolved into the walls of a large city, easily the size of one of the domes of the Shattered Plains. Stone buildings and reinforced towers, marvels and wonders. It had been years since she'd seen Kolinar, only that once when they'd executed King Gavilar. Ah. So that mm-hmm. it, that puts her in Kolinar right. during... Right. Mm-hmm. Now smoke rose in patches throughout the city, and many of the guard towers had been shattered. The city gates lay broken. Kolinar had been conquered. Mm-hmm. Rhine and his companions zipped through the air, raising fists towards other fused. They surveyed the city and then soared out beyond the wall and landed near a bunker outside the city. Am I finished with my work, Ancient One? Venley asked to subservience. Is that what you finally brought me here? Is that why you finally brought me here? Done, Ryan said to ridicule. Child, you haven't even begun. Those little villages will practice. Today, your true labor begins. Yeah. <laughs> totally ominous. Um, yeah, it's a great little interlude. Um, highlight? I think it's the beginning here. It it made her feel like a sack of grain. She's a product. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting way to to. Although I mean, also I like I like knowing that she's, uh, she was at the murder of Gavilar. Right. I think that's my highlight. Is that um, it gives us place. a little bit of historical context of where where she is and also yeah. where she is now, like where she was and where she is. You know, everything's come full circle. She's yeah, now back so in Kolinar. Yeah. 
And like, look at it now. Look at Colonar then. Look at Colonar now. Yeah. Yeah. And I also I have to point out, you're right when you say Eshenai is in every one of these. Yep. So yeah, it's really cool. Yep. Informing her. Yeah. Maybe that's the thread that's ultimately so great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that it was a small little interlude. The next one, I ten, is I think called Scheller. Scheller. Yeah. Scheller. What a piece of Scheller that guy is. <laughs> you have three choices. The Herdesian general says. He had dark brown skin, the color of a weathered stone. And there was a hint of gray in his thin mustache on the upper lip. He stepped up to Scheller and then put his hands to his sides. Remarkably, some men affixed manacles to the general's own wrists. What on Rochard? Pay attention, the general said. This is important. To the manacles, Scheller said in Herdasian. Life on the border had forced him to learn the language. What is going on here? Do you realize the trouble you're in for taking me captive? Scheller started to stand, but one of the Herdasian soldiers forced him down so hard, his knees wrapped against the hard stone floor of the tent. Mm-hmm. You have three choices. The general's manacles clinked as he twisted his hands in them. First, you can choose the sword. Now, that might be a clean death. A good beheading rarely hurts. Unfortunately, it won't be a headsman who gets the chance with with you. We'll give the sword to the women you abused. (laughs) Each gets a hack, one after another. How long it goes on will depend on them. This is outrageous, Scheller said. I'm a light-eyes of the fifth dawn. I'm cousin to the high lord himself. And second option, the general says, is the hammer. We break your legs and arms and then hang you from the cliff by the ocean. You might last until the storm that way, but it will be miserable. Scheller struggled to no avail. Captured by Herdasians, their general wasn't even a light-eyes. And the general twisted his hands and then pulled them apart. The manacles clinked to the ground. Nearby, several of the officers grinned while others groaned. (laughs) A scribe had tapped off the time and gave an accounting of the seconds the escape had taken. The general accepted the applause of several men and then thumped another. A loser in the betting on his back. Scheller almost seemed forgotten for a moment. (laughs) And finally, the general turned back to him. I wouldn't take the hammer if I were you, but there is a third option, the hog. I demand the right of ransom, Scheller says. You must contact my high prince and accept payment based on my rank. Ransom is for men caught in battle, the general said, not bastards caught robbing and murdering civilians. My homeland is under invasion, Scheller shouted. I was gathering resources so we might mount a resistance. Yeah, sure. A resistance is not what we caught you mounting, the general kicked at the manacles by his feet. Choose one of three options. I don't have all day. Scheller licked his lips. So first of all, who is Scheller? Scheller is like a a light eyes of some rank. And he was... He's an Alethi, yeah. And okay. he um, was caught <clears throat> raiding a um, a Herdazian town. You know the um, the Voidbringers, Pershendi fused, yep. come in and take o- start taking over Alethkar, and then yep. you know Her- Herdaz is just north 
of there. So the, some of these men probably went north to, you know, mount, try to mount a resistance was what he's saying. But obviously they were just, you know, looting and raping and pillaging and they got caught. And this guy is probably like the leader of them, or maybe it was just this one guy. Yeah. Either way, yeah. this is, this is the introduction of a character that you won't, won't meet till next book. This general. Oh, really? Yeah. This general of yeah, the this is like the This is a small little nugget for someone later in the, in the story. So what's the deal when, when we meet him? He's manacled and then he's, he's communicating with a prisoner, but he's manacled and showing the man that he can escape from it? Is yeah. that what he's doing? They're, they're taking bets on how fast he can get out of manacles huh. and different types of manacles. It's like a game they're playing with him. As he's dealing with a prisoner. Yeah. As he's dealing with a prisoner. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's awesome. It's pretty great. The Herdazians are crazy, man. Like if, you know, Lopin, uh, it's his cousins. This is, and now we have another character that's Herdazian, which is awesome. Scheller licked his lips. How had he ended up in this situation? His homeland had gone crazy. The Parshman rampaging. His men scattered by flying monsters. And now this. The dirty Herdazians obviously weren't going to listen to reason. They, wait, did you say hog? Scheller asked. It lives down by the shore, the Herdazian general said. That's your third option. We grease you, and you wrestle the hog. It's fun for the men to watch. They need sport now and then. And if I do this, you won't kill me? No, but this isn't as easy as you think. I've tried it myself, so I can speak with authority. I choose the hog. As you wish, the general packed up the manacles and handed them to his officer. Thought you'd fail these ones for sure, the officer said. The merchant claimed they were from the best Thalen locksmiths. So he's trying a bunch of different manacles from a bunch of different places and cultures yeah. to see if he can yeah. break out of them. It's awesome. It's so great. Doesn't matter how good the lock is, Girono, the general said with a grin, if the cuffs are loose. But a ridiculous little man, too wide smile, a flat nose and missing a tooth. Why, High Lord Amaram would have... Scheller was jerked to his feet by the chains and then pulled through the camp of Herdazian soldiers on the Alethi border. There were more refugees here than actual fighting men. Give Scheller a single company and he could rout this entire force. His insufferable captors led him down an incline, past the cliffs and toward the shore. Soldiers and refugees alike gathered above, jeering and calling. Obviously, the Herdasian general was too frightened to actually kill an Alethi officer, so they would humiliate him by making him wrestle a pig. They'd have a good laugh and then send him away smarting. Idiots. He would come back with an army. One man locked Scheller's ch uh, chain to a metal loop on the stones. Another approached with a pitcher of oil, and they poured it over Scheller's head. He sputtered as the liquid ran down his face. What is that stench? Above, someone blew a horn. I'd say good luck, boss, the Herdazian soldier told Scheller as his companion ran off. But I've got three marks on you not lasting a full minute. Still, who knows? When the general was chained down here, he got out in less. The ocean started to churn. Of course, the soldier said, the general likes this kind of thing. He's a little weird. The soldier dashed back up the bank, leaving Scheller locked in place, doused in pungent oil and gaping as an enormous claw broke the surface of the ocean. 
Perhaps the hog was more of a nickname. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It's amazing. It's so great. There's a couple of things happening in this interlude that I love. You know, mm -hmm. there's this little game that the men are playing with their general, with the, the yeah. shackles. The shackles. But yeah. what the general is doing is he's showing, he's legit showing this Scheller how to break out of manacles. And if Scheller had just paid attention for a couple of seconds, he would have been able to get out of the chains that were tied that to him. he was about to be bound to. Right, because yeah. he just says, you know, I, I, I have, uh, you know, I have bets on you not, not lasting more than a minute, but the general was able to get out because he was able to break free from his manacles. Yeah. Because he's a master at it, and he's literally done it like three times in front of Scheller, and if Scheller had paid attention, he might have been able to take what he saw and then do it himself. But he was so pompous saying he didn't yeah. deserve any of this that he wasn't paying attention to what was happening. Right. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I couldn't help but think that, you know, when, when you're choosing the hog, um, the interaction is not that you're going to interact with the hog, it's that you are the hog. <laughs> right. Like you're, uh, oh, I, I choose the hog, like I choose to be the, the hog. hog. Right. I am the one tied up and sacrificed. <laughs> to and this thing, right. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's That's great. That's how I was. Uh, and I do love that the, the, the general's like, I've tried it. <laughs> Yeah, I've tried. <laughs> like making it seem more doable. <laughs> right. But he's all, he appears to be one hell of an escape artist. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a great character and I can't wait for you to read him again later. Like for oh, okay, the next cool. book. Yeah, he's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Sorry, what, is there a name drop for him here? Nope. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I didn't, subtle. truthfully, I didn't even realize it was that character yeah. until, because like, remember, this is the first time I've read Oathbringer since yes. Rhythm of War came out. Right. And I forgot about this interlude until I read okay. it again. I'm like, oh my God, it's that character that we meet. <laughs> so yeah, it's really cool. Very cool. Well, highlight, I suppose, I suppose it's this, uh, this character, this general. Yeah. Um, I also like this, uh, this idea of, I, I choose the hog. <laughs> and you're the hawk. <laughs> And to be honest with you, I have to say a highlight, of course, it's the 12 year old in me or whatever, the enormous claw breaking out of the ocean. Yeah. Like, and I do like that last man. line. Maybe hog was more of a nickname. Nick, nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. No, it's a great little interlude, but our last interlude mm -hmm. before we go into part four yeah. of Oathbringer is I 11 interlude 11, her reward mm -hmm. is what it's called. Yeah. Venley's little spren, who she named Timber, peeked around the room, looking in each corner and shot in and shadowed place like she did each time Venley let her out of the pouch. Venley now gave her presentation, a, had done this a, a dozen times each day. They kept her sequestered in this storm shelter outside, which they called the Hermitage. Venley hummed to spite as she leaned against the window, annoyed by the incarceration. So there's the recognition that she knows she's a prisoner. Mm -hmm. She feels incarcerated. That's huge. Yeah. I, again, I don't know why Odium would work with someone or want to work with someone who is feeling this, uh, you know, disparity between what's going on. Even the window had only been installed, yeah, because she requested it was cut with a shard blade mm -hmm. after repeated requests. So she was in a room, yeah, no window, no window, yeah. Like, 
The city outside called to her. It was majestic, walls, beautiful buildings. It reminded her of Narak, which actually her people hadn't built. In living there, the listeners had profited from the labors of ancient humans as modern humans had profited from the enslaved singers. This is kind of what you said earlier when talking about this art, mm-hmm. that the Alethi don't necessarily get to claim wholly the art style that they have adopted because it comes from past right. cultures and past interactions and past, sure. like this whole long line of things. And so she's saying our beautiful, our awesome city of Narak, we added to it, but we yeah. inherited it from another culture who had inherited it from right. another culture. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's again, it's the ownership and possession mm-hmm. that is where we trip and fail. Mm-hmm. That's our mistake. That's our great mistake. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So the enslaved singers, t- so Timber floats over to her. And then hovers by the window as if to sneak out and look around outside. No, Venley says. Stay inside. They're watching for Spren like you. Descriptions of your kind and others have been spread all through the city. So she's in full protection mode now. Oh, yeah. So she's curious. She wants to discover where is this going. Timber. You've you've named it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've named it. Yeah. This is going somewhere. Yeah. And... and of course, it really speaks to the names being important mm-hmm. part of this whole Absolutely. series. Absolutely, right? that's a thing that you pointed out right at the beginning, right? The little spren backed away, pulsing to annoyance, before settling in the air beside Venley. I feel like a relic. Venley says she whispers. Already, I seem like a cast-off ruin from a nearby, for a nearly forgotten day. Are you the reason I feel like that suddenly? I only get this way whenever I let you out. I feel Timber like... Timber pulsed to peace. I feel like... You know, I'm just thinking about this now, but I feel mm. like when Timber comes out, it's almost mm. like an antidote to some kind of hold envoy form has over her. You know how yes. oh, Eshenai yeah. became storm form and was like, she thought differently. She was still herself, yes. but she thought differently and a little part of her screamed for release inside. Right. And this same thing is happening to Venley, but when Timber comes out, it almost like clears her mind and allows her to remember her old self. Almost right. like she's an antidote or like almost like she's been ha- like had a um like a reprieve from fogginess. You know, when someone has like, you know, yeah. some lucidity to their, sure. you know, uh, I I I didn't I don't think I picked up on it until you just read that quote. It's almost like she's taking some kind of medicinal, like timber is something medicinal for her to return to form, you know? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think this little comment is, um, the way back, right? Yeah. But maybe, but maybe like, like what I'm going to be really curious about, especially with regards to the, uh, Parshendi in experiencing the void spren in, in experiencing the fused mm-hmm. is if they are to come back, to what extent? Right. Do they bring with them powers and experiences from the fused and the void? Like, is that going to be a permanent part of their songs, of their, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how, how, like, do you return back to where you were? 
or do you carry forward in a new way? Yeah. And, and Timber is going to be showing you, look, you are currently headed in this direction. Probably not a great idea. Mm -hmm. Here's where you were. Let's not forget where you were. Bring that with us and we'll carry forward. Right. And see, and see what's what. Because I really think that is an important part of the Parshendi's future because going back, well, going back to what? Back to Parshman? Mm -hmm. Back to endless war with the Alethi and, and eternal hatred? That's not No, but back to being a listener, this like... Back to being a listener uh, Non-slave, own culture, own thing, right. um, fully realized people is, is better than what they are now, I think. Mm-hmm. But Venley is on a very, um, very unique journey, as it were, because she yeah. has a void sprint in her gem heart, having right. made her into envoy form, but she's right. also experiencing what Kaladin experienced in those early days in Way, way of Kings, where she Maybe hasn't still. fully, yeah. bo- she hasn't bonded the spren yet, but a, a spren nope. is courting her, so to speak, in that way. Mm-hmm. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens because her, this, this is unique. There have been Voidspren who have taken mm-hmm. over, um, singers and listeners and turned them into different forms. There have been Spren, like a uh, light Spren, I guess, that have bonded and become, uh, made people, uh, humans radiant. But this unique thing here where, you know, you've asked, could a human become a void sprint, a void bringer or yeah. could a Parshendi listener singer become a radiant. Right. This is like kind of developing here. Is she like, is it is, can she, that's another question. Well, I, can she, I think unreservedly. Yes. Well, they thought and, that and it wasn't impossible for a human to bond a spren because they had lacked gem hearts. They said that in, uh, uh, earlier. Right. But, earlier. They're very surprised right. to find out so, that their bonds so were stronger. So if that's possible, then maybe the, uh, the reverse is possible of too. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So really interesting. Yeah. A very unique path she's on. Um, so Timber pulsed a piece upon hearing that. Something stirred deep within Venli. The void spren that, uh, that occupied her gem heart. That spren couldn't think. Not like Ulam or the higher Voidspren, it was a thing of emotions and animal instincts, but the bond with it granted Venli her form of power. I, I kind of I think it's interesting here that that the Voidspren inside of her um, seemed to respond when Timber pulsed to peace. Mm-hmm. Like peace was, it was disinterested in that. Right. Well, it's it's of... Odium and odium is of hatred and anger. Right. Right. It's like a yin and yang thing going on here, like two sides of this, you know. Totally. And I, and I really dig this, uh, this complexity in this battle. The duality. What I'm most, what I'm most curious about is, is it's probably not just going to be as simple as bonding with timber and then the, the other void spring is out. Right. I don't like, think, I'm, I don't, I think you're I'm right. Almost, I'm almost hoping for something more complex. Right. Something, something else. Like a balance. Perhaps a balance or perhaps a struggle between the void spren and timber. Mm-hmm. 
some kind of working it out or some I kind of know. like really cool like spren high five like that's like we can work together <laughs> that's where, yeah. or like apollo from creed the void? it's like an You're apollo from the creed void? and uh um <laughs> a rocky um <laughs> like a, a, a like handshake at the end yeah over the top yeah yeah, yeah. just like the sprens just tilt their head hats backwards and yeah or the yeah it's the uh it's the end of breakfast club it's just that's it. Don't you? <laughs> um, yes. I mean, I, I think that it, something interesting would be would be better. I, yeah. mean, I don't think it's going to be one or the other. I, I definitely think this this whole thing with her is exactly yeah. as you say. It's complex. It's going to be complex. I think the res- yeah. result of bring it, it is going to be complex too. I say, bring it on, Mister Sanderson. Bring it Brandon, on, Brandon, Mister Sanderson. You haven't Brandon, said that in a long Mr. time, Mister Sanderson. Yeah, bring it on, Mister Sanderson. Um, so okay, I- I- interesting. So uh, she started to wonder. So many of the fused were obviously unhinged. Perhaps their inordinately long lives had taken a toll on their psyches. Wouldn't Odium need new leaders for his people? If she proved herself, could she claim a place among them? Ah, that's the Venley we know. It's the ambitious one, yeah. New fused, new gods. Ah, that's Venley. Mm -hmm. Considering herself wanting to be like a god, Esh and I had always worried about Venley's thirst for power and had cautioned her to control her ambitions. Even Demid, at times, had been worried for her. And now? And now they were all dead. Timber pulsed to peace and then to pleading... And then back to peace. I can't, Venley said to mourning. I can't. She says to mourning, mourning for mm-hmm. her sister, mourning yeah, for Demid, for people, mourning yeah. for her people, mourning for what once was, mm-hmm. pleading more insistent, the rhythm of the lost, of remembrance, and then more pleading. I'm the wrong one, Venley said to annoyance. I can't do this, Timber. I can't resist him. Notice how him is not capitalized. Yeah. Almost like a little insult to Odin. Almost a little bit, eh? Yeah, that's cool. Did you find? Yeah, I like that. Pleading. I made this happen, she says to Fury. Don't you realize that? I'm the one who caused all of this. Don't plead to me. The spren shrank, her light diminishing, and yet she still pulsed to resolve. You idiot spren. Venley put a hand to her head. Why? Why was she... Not more angry about what had just happened to Demet and Eshenai and others. Could Venley really think about joining the Fused? Those monsters insisted her people were gone. And rebuffed her questions about the thousands of listeners who had survived the Battle of Narak. Were they all being turned into Fused? Shouldn't Venley be thinking about that and not her ambitions? A form changes the way you think, Venley. Everyone knew that. Esh and I had lectured incessantly, as had been her way about not letting the form dictate one's actions. Control the form. Don't let it control you. It's funny that Esh and I talked about that, but then Esh and I also experienced that with Stormform and then couldn't fight back against it. Right. Couldn't control it. Right. She like legit set up a meeting with the Blackthorn to try to resolve the war. Mm-hmm. turned into storm form and then rejected it and said, it's over, we're, we're fighting. So she even just within like a week or like a day 
couldn't control it, you know? Could she have done better had she been able to truly bond with Timber? Eshenai, you mean? Eshenai. Maybe. Maybe that is the trick that Eshenai didn't I'm... get to, but that Venli right. might get she, to. Eshenai may have been close to getting connected to, uh, yeah, it's too bad, eh? Like Eshenai, if that was happening Obviously to her, she was close. Didn't get it. She was close somehow because that spren was around her when Venli found her. We're still not really sure yeah. what happened yeah. in those last moments for Eshenai, right? In the chasm? Yeah. But yeah. she had attracted some kind of spren. Mm-hmm. And we're not even really mm -hmm. sure what kind of spren it is because it looks different than some of the other ones we've experienced. The comet one? Yeah. It doesn't look like sill. It doesn't look like no. pattern. It doesn't look like... Um, it's a star spren. Star spren. It's a comet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess well, well I guess a comet isn't a comet isn't really a star. Yeah. Okay. Um they were all hang on. Those monsters insisted her people were gone. Right. And rebuffed her questions about the thousands of listeners that had survived the battle. A form changes what you think, her sister had said. Mm -hmm. Control the form, don't let it control you. But then Esh and I had been exemplary, a general and a hero. Esh and I had done her duty, and all Venley had ever wanted was power. Timber suddenly pulsed with a flash of light and zipped away under the bed, terrified. Ah, Venley said to morning, the Everstorm. It came about every nine days, and this was the second since her arrival. So that's why they didn't bring an evening batch to listen to me. She folded her arms and took a deep breath and hummed her resolve. She didn't close the window. She didn't like that. Or, sorry, he didn't like that. Instead, she closed her eyes and listened to the thunder. Lightning flashed beyond her eyelids, red and garish. The spren in her leaped to feel it, and she grew excited, the rhythm of destruction swelling inside of her. Her people might be gone, but this, this power was worth it. How could she not embrace it? How long can you keep being two people, Venli? See, I feel like that's her sister. Yeah, like she said Eshenai. she seemed to hear Eshenai's voice. Eshenai's voice. How long will you vacillate? The storm hit, wind blasting through the window, lifting her as she entered some kind of a vision. And the building vanished. She was tossed about in the storm. But she knew that after it passed, she wouldn't be hurt. She was dropped on a hard surface. She hummed a destruction and opened her eyes, finding herself standing on a platform hanging high in the sky, far above Roshar, which was a blue and brown globe below. Behind her was a deep black nothingness, marred only by a tiny blip that could have been a single star. And this yellow-white star expanded toward her at an awesome speed, swelling and growing until it overwhelmed her with an incredible flame and she felt her skin melting her flesh burning away you are not telling the story well enough odium's voice declared speaking the ancient tongue you grow restless the fused inform me of it this will change or you will be destroyed yes lord speaking burned away her tongue. She could no longer see, and the fire had claimed her eyes, pain and agony, 
but she couldn't bend to it, for the god before her demanded all of her attention. The pain of her body being consumed was nothing compared to him. You are mine. Remember this. Mm. This is harsh. Yeah, dude. What a brutal vision. It's kind of it's kind of awesome actually because she's just like just like the the little part beforehand, she's thinking mm-hmm. to herself um like how how can I think um she's like uh what does she say here? Those monsters insisted people were gone. She rebuffed her questions about thousands of listeners. Yeah. Um, a form changed the way you think. And then she's mm-hmm. like, uh, all she ever wanted was power. She's looking in this moment. She's like starting to think like, why, why do I think like this? Why is it that I can't, why am I not more upset about Ulim about, um, uh, not about Ulim, but about D- my, uh, Demid and, about Demid and, and, and all them. Why am yeah. I not and more angry about that? Like, so right. she's starting to think she's hanging out with Timber. She's starting to think, you know what? Maybe yeah. I should be more angry about this stuff. Right. And then the Everstorm comes. So him, the presence of him comes. Yeah. The Spren Timber hides. And yep. then she's Under overwhelmed the by his power as this Everstorm comes in. Right. And then she stops thinking about all that. All she thinks about is subservience and listening to her right. master, right? So right. it's almost like he scared away the rationality in her. Right. By overwhelming her with anger and power and burning right. and fear and, and all that stuff, right. right? Yeah, it's really, really neat, man. It's really, really cool. She was vaporized completely in her vision. And then she awoke on the floor of her hermitage, fingers bleeding from having clawed the stone again. Mm-hmm. This was not the first vision. Right. The first time. This Every nine happened. days. The storm's rumbling had grown distant and she'd been gone for hours. Had she burned the entire time? Trembling, she squeezed her eyes tight or shut, her skin melting, her eyes, her tongue burning away. The rhythm of peace pulled her out of it. And she knew Timber hovered beside her, Venley rolled over and groaned, her eyes still shut, seeking peace in her own mind. But she couldn't find it. Odium's presence was too fresh, and the spren inside her ver thrummed to craving instead. I can't do it, she whispered to derision. You've got the wrong sister. The wrong sister had died, and the wrong sister lived. Venley had schemed to return their gods. This was her reward. Wow. So we have to assume that every time the Everstorm hits, she experiences this. This like burning away. Yeah. Yeah. She like dies in this like space. She's vaporized every nine days. I mean, it's not saying it, but it feels like that's true. I think it is. And, but I'll tell you this. I mean, like if Odium is doing this, let's say to break her, mm-hmm. um, it's not working. Like I, I, it's not working. Uh, this is a fear tactic of obliteration and subservience by showing you great and terrible and awful pain. Submit or this happens to you. The, it, it, I mean, I'm just going to play devil's advocate and, and jump into Odium's shoes, if I may, into his mm-hmm. evening uh, slippers. If I was Odium, I would be showing Venli the power that it gives her. Mm-hmm. This is what you can accomplish with it. I would not be doing this tactic if that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. 
um, because this is pushing her further, uh, I think, pushing her closer to to timber. It increases timber's chance of breaking uh, th- uh, free with, with Venley. The only thing is, is, is Odium blind to all of that? I think doesn't appear to be blind to her. Be. He hasn't said anything well, about Timber. I don't know. He hasn't said no. He, in this message, you know, she said. But he, he says, did tell uh, her that that she's not doing the songs right or something. Yeah, you're not, not telling not, the story uh, well enough. That's it. Yeah, because maybe her heart's not fully in it. Yeah, she's also telling lies, so she's saying telling stories that she doesn't fully believe because she knows they're not fully true. But mm-hmm. because Timber's around, she's holding back. There's something keeps pulling her back, right? Mm-hmm. And if Timber wasn't around, then maybe she would be fully his. You are you are mine. Remember this. Remember this, yeah. But she's got this little thing that keeps popping out every once in a while that yeah. helps her remember the old ways and helps yeah. her remember who she could be really be, right? Mm-hmm. What I, you know what I love the most about this is that Odium with you know this vision, this terrible... You know this horribly, again didactic way of 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 uh, forcing this on someone, right? This mm-hmm. this terrible presence of odium seems like something that's eternal, mm-hmm. something that is larger than life. It exists beyond uh, metaphysic or corporeal existence, and yet this tiny little comment, this little spark, <laughs> right, is 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 duking it out and and unweaving everything that odium is trying to sow. Like, I love it. it it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. really, really cool. great point. This tiny little seed, planted. a little spark of little honor, spark is is yeah. is battling Odia. Yeah, yeah, right, right, and and slowly, yeah, winning slowly, very slowly. Wasn't that what they said? Isn't that what one of the few said in an earlier interlude that you know we killed Honor, but we have to pay attention because the humans, he Honor fights on through his surge binders. Through his surge, but yeah, so that's why they have to destroy all humans, right? Because they'll never but, be. But yeah. how brilliant is that? And how mistaken you're going to go for the humans, not knowing or thinking that it could happen to the Parshendi, right? Right. It's that's great. the brilliance of it. Yeah. That's Odium's potential mistake here, right? Right. He's blinded to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, these these uh, interludes are great. I'm glad that they uh, they were all short enough that we can kind of squeeze them in. Um, yeah. I also like a long interlude like we got with Risen when she went to the Reshi Isles or our introduction to Lyft oh, yeah, when she that. went to the Bronze yeah, Palace. Yeah, yeah. Like those are really good long interludes, yeah, but I like it really when they all ones. fit into yeah. one cha- uh, one episode like this. So No, the interludes have been great. They've mm-hmm. really been- Kaza, you uh, loved Kaza. You oh, loved yeah. that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, the interludes are, are really cool and they really add to the whole to the whole thing. But of course now- we get to dive into part four. Yeah. Before we do, though, let's oh. visit with our good buddy Buzzkill Joe oh, here. Yeah, and let's his do an in- info. info dump that he uh, did for mm-hmm. us. Um, we want to say thank you to Buzzkill Joe for all the help that he g- gives us and uh, all the amazing info dumpery that uh, occurs. <laughs> um, chapter uh, or uh, interlude I seven in Envoy. Obviously, a mm-hmm. POV is uh, an Venley. We meet Ryan, a tall fused. Um, we hear another rhythm that uh, we hadn't heard before um, rhythm of subservience Um, this is Mm -hmm. an an odium rhythm obviously is one of these new ones Um, we get a little bit of an idea of the hierarchy here in the singer uh, uh, singer culture fused are at the top regals are under them and Venley is one of these regals common singers at the bottom and um, she says that it's hard to place where 
uh, spren like Ulim, who don't bond anyone, are just spren like to kind of wrangle people. Like, remember how um, when Kaladin was traveling with um, Saw and his group of uh, of Parshmen, and there was mm-hmm. that that spren that was kind of like ushering them forward towards Kolinar. Mm-hmm. Ulim is one of those types of spren, so um, right. not really sure exactly how where that they they belong. But it's nice to know that the you know the fused are at the top, then there are these regals, then the, the common singers. So it's really really cool. Um, this was um, th- there's a quote here from um, Interlude Six, which is um, when Ulim was getting um, like um, Demid and Venli all. Um, bonded with these void spren he says what uh, what uh, what you have apparently is just another form of power talking about venley a bond with a lesser void spren which puts you above common listeners who have normal forms but a step below the fused a big step so a nice little uh, um quote right. there for to kind of explain mm-hmm. it um envoy form was tall tallest form she had ever worn it was um a new form of power that brought strange abilities and one of the primary ones that she could speak all languages which is really really cool i've always said that if i could choose a, a, a superpower that, that would be my superpower you could just communicate with all things much like a, a, a monk can do in D D. the song of the uh, uh the tongue of the sun and moon where you can just speak to all living creatures is just really really mm-hmm. cool um scholar form art form we get we've uh, we've seen these before um which is really really cool um we get a little more information about li- listener gem hearts they are sacred and personal listener gem hearts are not gaudy and ostentatious like those of great shells they are clouded white, almost the color of bone. Um, they were beautiful and intimate things. And um, they were, this was in the conversation we talked about here where they weren't sure how humans could bond a sprint if they didn't have gem hearts. So very, very cool. Um, we we find that a lethe um, occupation of, uh, of Alethkar, human armies still fought in Western Alethkar, but the Eastern section was completely controlled. So it kind of gives us an idea of the state of the nation of Alethkar, where there is still some fighting going on, but the whole Eastern side of the country is completely under control. And then uh, he's got a little thing here. He says, I really love this. It's titled Food and the Dudes. <laughs> it's the rest of the the rest of the listeners. Hauntingly, nice. the narrative said that uh, Venley's people were now extinct, save herself. We, and mm-hmm. his note here is, we still don't know what happened to the listeners um, nope. that defied Eshenai, but we know that they tried to get away. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're alive. They could have died still. You know, when the yep. Everstorm hit, they, uh, they could have been hit by the Everstorm and changed. They We don't really know what happened to them, but I mean, I think you and I are still hopeful that they got away. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, because I I still cling that that was Eshenai's last right, you know, good deed that she did before being compromised. She was able to fight form. against her storm form to be able to let that happen. So, I think so, which is really really but, cool. Um, yeah. I ate Mem. Um, Mem is an expert washwoman, obviously. <laughs> Um, we got a couple of names here like Palm, which we know that's probably mm-hmm. not her real name. Uh, Condwish, right. which is some guy that works for Marais. Um, There are some really cool dyes here, floral dyes from the Veden Slopes and Michael in Red, like you m- mentioned, uh, from a right. slug in the uh, uh, the Pure, Pure Lake, Lake, which is really cool, like world building, like you've already mentioned. And the very oddity that he has here is Aether, 
Oh, you got the aether he, out yeah, of it. And uh, <laughs> his note is, what the fuck has Marais been up to? That there's, like, in what the hell is aether? Like, we have no idea what it is. It could be. I think it's coming. A, a completely Sanderson different Sanderson is sun, not going to let that, that lie. No, that's no. a little drop there probably, right? I think so. Um, true labor begins. Um, the walls of Kolinar are a large city, a large size city, easily twice the size of one of the domes at the Shattered Plains. So, uh, not very used to this uh, type of grandeur. Um, and then he says that there, uh, um, there's a linked harness. Uh, Ryan and the other fuse carried her by means of linked harnesses. So, Kaladin could. Um, put a lashing on her and make her fly. We know that that's not how the fused work. They can make themselves fly, but they can't make others fly. So they have to link with harnesses to make them do it. So it's pretty cool. Um, so a, that was a I nine, I 10 Scheller, the general, a dark eyed Hardasian general. He has brown skin, the color of weathered stone. Um, this description here, there was a hint of gray in the thin mustache and his upper lip, two wide smile, flat nose, missing tooth. This is an important uh, uh, description because eventually we are going to meet him again, like I already told you. Um, Scheller mm-hmm. is a light eye lies of the fifth dawn, likely a cousin to Amram. Um, he obviously was. Um, um, he's likely involved in the northern Alethi resistance efforts under Relis Ruthar. Um, this guy is a um, um, criminal who has raped and pillaged and done really nasty things to the Herdasian people. So obviously uh, he's been caught. Brightlord Scheller was the leader of the company that contained TN's squad of messenger boys. Tien was put into the reserves. This was supposed to, this wasn't supposed to happen. Tien was supposed to say, stay Stormfather. It hadn't even been four months yet. So this guy, Scheller, is one of the reasons why Tien died on the the, the front battlefield. This guy, Scheller, was the leader of the company that had Tien's squad as messenger boys and then put them onto the front ranks. So um, we actually, yeah, so we get a nice little nod here to uh, a scum bucket getting his due uh right of ransom Mm -hmm. they talk about the right of ransom and that obviously doesn't work for um it might work enter um high prince if you're fighting a high prince and they all follow the same codes then maybe they'll they'll do that but this is a herdasian army they don't give a fuck about your right of ransom and then the hog is a ocean dwelling creature with one enormous claw which is awesome last one here i11 her reward not much going on. Timber is the name of her um, comet-like spren, uh, the Everstorm vision that um, uh, that she gets, finding herself standing on a platform hanging high above the sky, far above Roshar, like she's almost in space. The mm-hmm. white, the yellow-white star expanded towards her at an awesome speed. She felt her skin melting. Um, so yeah, this is uh, um, kind of an idea of maybe what... Um, um, kind of where odium is like seeing the planet and you know being able to 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 to, right. to burn bright like a star light brown uh, light like a diamond um and uh so yeah there uh, that's the end of the info dump thank you very much to buzzkill joe for all the hard work he does we really appreciate you collecting all this information for us um the one last thing here i'll say is that i did look up while we were recording what the uh, um what it was that the lady in that interlude was destroying 
um, in A Way of Kings. And it says here, the quote is, Mistress asks for her tools as they enter the hollowed halls. Um, uh, she began slashing paintings and small works of art, starting with a painting of Epon, the Lady of Dreams. Epon, the Lady of Dreams, um, may be another name for one of the heralds, um, because we know that different cultures have different names for them and, mm -hmm. uh, they were in Azir. So, um, just because it doesn't, that name doesn't sound familiar to us does not mean that it's not one of the, the, the heralds that we remember, but that is definitely right. something for the future. We will, we will be probably revisiting with this palm and marais and stuff more in the future. So, yeah. So that's, uh. That's it. That's for the it for the info dump. Thank you very much to everyone who's uh, who's listening. If you want to reach out to us, you could do so at heroesofcatherine at gmail.com. If you want to um, tell us you love us or tell us you hate us, you could do so at uh, Instagram on uh, the StormPod, on the subreddit the StormPod, or the Facebook group the StormPod. If you really want to communicate with us, with us, and I think Jack and I are going to try to do a better job of really interacting with our Discord group here, maybe have some late night music listens with them. And uh, anyways, if you want to be involved with that and be able to chat with us uh, personally, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash heroes of and signing up for the Patreon. Uh, really fun stuff going on there. Um, we are um, going to uh, try to ramp up our interactions a little bit more, especially now that Jack is at home a lot. We're going to try to do some, mm -hmm. do some fun things. Um, yeah. So that's it for the show, everyone. Uh, Jack, did you want to uh, quickly just read the part four page? I would a love to. I saw, I saw the word defy. Mm -hmm. Part four. Okay. Defy. Sing beginnings. Adolin, Shalon, Kaladin, Dalinar, Navani, Zeth, Teravangian, and Venli. Those are all the different POVs you're wow. going to get this part. Zeth. This is going to be huge. Dude, Zeth with his own POVs. Navani has her own POVs. What? Own POV. That's yeah, huge. What? I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Part four. How long? Can I, can I look at how long it is? Eh, no. Maybe maybe look at You look at it later and don't tell me you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways. I, I don't want to read anything accidentally. Yeah. So. All right, dude, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad we're, we're starting this so up much. again. Um, yep. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to the show. We love you very much. Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra.